Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. It's the preview show for the big one against Milton Keynes Dons in front of an empty stadium. We've also got the glamour of the Papa John's trophy to look back on. And it wouldn't be a week supporting Sunderland if there wasn't a little bit of takeover news as well. I'm Roy Fallow, joined as ever for the preview show by Matthew Keelan. Hello. Hi. How you doing, Matt? Wearing an interesting shirt for the pod tonight, which is, I know is a great start to an audio medium, but you know, mm. do you want to fill in the listeners nonetheless? Great start for a Sunderland pod. Yeah, I'm wearing a Man City shirt. Uh, <laughs> Any reason? Well, because I bought it on Saturday night after I had a few beers, and uh, we did uh, another podcast with uh, with you, Rory, actually, if you can remember. Oh, funnily enough. Uh, I nominated it for Shirt of the Week, lost, so bought it on Saturday night. It's the Manchester City playoff final shirt. To prove a point, yeah. I still love it. That's all that matters. I know, yeah. Well, it's great. I just forgot to get forgot to get Dick off on the back. But. Ah, well, there's plenty of time for that. Get it in, like, do that really crap thing of getting it in the current Premier League font as well. Really ruin the vintage of the yeah. shirt. Yeah, I, I want the nationwide badges for the sleeves. Oh, ooh, that would be nice. Um, speaking of nationwide, we've gone outside the nation for the pod this week because we're joined, dialing in from Austria by Tom Walsh. What an intro! Just what an intro! Such a professional segment. <laughs> I know wasn't that's it? that's good. Uh, guten Abend, Rory. We get we um I don't know. I'm trying to think of something in uh, Jan Kirchhoff. That's in yeah, German. Yeah, I know he's not do, Austrian, yeah. but you know, do. same language. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How's things over over in Europe? Uh, it's very good. Uh, we're all in a lockdown, which is not very good, but you know, it's. So it's it helps fine. you feel less homesick then? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine, I guess. A little bit closer to home, we are joined down in from Seam, Richard Easterbrook, producer Rick. How are Hello, you? Hello, you all right? I am wonderful. Nice to have you back on the pod as well. It's been a while for you, hasn't it? It's nice to be back. I've 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 been uh, hauled off off furlough. Actually, I've been redundant, so I had to find a job in the real world, and uh, that's that's precluded me from doing loads of podcasts. Oh, it's um, disgraceful, isn't it? You should should have written into your contract. Football as well. Oh, oh yeah, even exactly. worse. I work Friday to Sunday. Uh, Friday that's to Monday, actually. hideous. So it's terrible for football. Uh, that's, that's grim, man. Be worse for that's, football. That is really grim. But like, it's, makes it's a good me job upset. we can, Yeah, it's a good job no one can go. Otherwise, that'd be even more grim, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah no. I guess that kind of helps the fact that you can't go on anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we oh, play well. a lot of midweek games actually at the minute, yeah. so that kind of helps. Sun- Sunday night blues for you, Rick. <laughs> totally. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> that's my. That's the middle of my week. That's my hump day Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That must be. That must feel. Although weird. that um, that is, that does give you when the pubs reopen the best night ever to go drinking because Sunday is the best night of the week to go out. Yeah. No, it is. I also like a Thursday. Mm. Well, that's that is yeah, Rick's Thursday, Monday. isn't it? That Rick, oh, your yeah. your Sunday is Thursday. So, yeah. oh yeah, imagine having the Thursday vibe, but on a Sunday, that's oh. a bit of a best of both. Whoa. Well, the best vibe, but it's nice probably, vibes, isn't it? I'd probably good, drink that. too much and die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what time do you finish work on a Sunday, Rick? As well, it's uh, six twenty. Lovely, perfect, it's very yeah, specific. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. specific. Yeah, it means you're not going to get any of the... Ma- oh, no, actually, no. There's sometimes like 7 o'clock games on a Sunday, isn't there? So yeah. you get one of them in. Yeah, that's, that's not too bad. You have to pay 15 quid for... Oh, no, that's being cut. Oh, it's all coming up for Rick anyway. It's all, it is all pulled coming us, up, Rick. Pulled it, like, look at that. Look how positive we are here on the Thursday pod. It started off there saying, oh, God, it must be shit for you, Richard, that you never get to watch football. And then we've just like spun that around. It's because we haven't started talking about Sunderland yet. 
yet. Oh, the key yeah. emphasis on the word yet there, let's, let's just not. Let's just not. Yeah, let's just, just, let's just talk, talk about Man City in 1999. Yeah, um, we could do. Kevin well, we've, got listener, we've got listener questions to go through at the end, so let's see if, if at the end anyone's asked about Manchester City in 1999. Maybe. Um, but we do have to talk, <laughs> unfortunately, about... Prince. <laughs> yeah, someone tweeted in now. Um, <laughs> we do have to talk about yet another bit of takeover news. I'm going to put the word news in inverted commas there because the latest update we have is a statement that came out last night from the club um, saying that they've postponed the supporter collective meeting that was obviously supposed to happen in conjunction with groups like the Red, Red and White Army and other fan groups. Statement from Jim Rodwell said, after discussions with relevant fan groups, we've taken the decision to postpone tomorrow's support collective meeting. And this is because the club remains in that shrouded in mystery period of exclusivity with a preferred buyer. Before we get into this a little bit, does anyone want to have a guess as who the preferred buyer might be or any predictions? Anyone you'd like it to be? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, lovely. Vince McMahon. That, Rick, can that, you top that? That'd be good. No, no, no. I've, I'm, I'm. Could be, could be the the, the bearded fella. Yeah, it could be a man's story. Yeah. I know it's George Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> All that money's made from vape shops. Love him. Get him great. in. That's what we need now is George Reynolds, and that's all I'm going to say on the takeover talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, there isn't even much to say, is there? Because you can you can take this statement one or two ways. They want a. Avoid just the want to avoid talking to the fans because, like, fair enough, yeah, you're not going to be able to talk about, you're not going to be able to answer questions about the takeover, but you could just say beforehand, couldn't you? Like, look, here's, here's the deal we can't talk about the takeover, but there's other things that we can discuss. I think shunning the meeting entirely kind of backs the club into a corner in a little, in an odd way, because now if the takeover doesn't come off, it's just going to raise <laughs> more questions. And, and you, you, you're kind of just raising expectations for the takeover now, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's any expectations. We've we've been down this road before, and it's like the period of exclusivity seems to have just gone on for, well, however long coronavirus has gone on for. It's just... There's no takeover. I, I've said this before in, like... In, in like private or like in, when we've talked about it in the group in group chat, we'll we'll go bust before we get taken over. Um, there's no like I can't like the lying. I'm sorry for the lying. There's no takeover. It does feel hard to believe, doesn't it? When we know how dishonest these owners are capable of being. Um, Rick, you did say though in our group chat, like you thought it was interesting that they were getting sort of on the front foot about this. Does is that? Do you think there is more to it then? Saying that, I'm not. I'm not sure. Honestly, I mean, we're all, we're all in the same boat. Is that we have we we have no kind of in the know ITK info. Um, I think they've they've come out straight away and said it before Red and White Army issued the statement. Um, and maybe they want to kind of get a, get ahead of the story as opposed to last time where where the la- the last kind of issue around. Um, Red and White Army was was the meeting that they had, where Stuart Donald went on BBC Newcastle halfway through, then came back in and was firing <laughs> on all cylinders and uh, fire, firing out insults all over the place. So they they kind of had to react to that, didn't they? So maybe maybe they've tried to get ahead of the story now. But I mean, a lot a lot of the fans and myself included are probably just like sick of it. 
just sick of it all and would would rather just see what happens with that but but to to cancel the structured dialogue after after kind of there being so long but since the last one that you know that's they, they, as you say they could have they could have just had a meeting and said right well there's certain stuff we can't talk about but let's talk about what we can talk about yeah um, i don't think it would have been a waste of anybody's time had they done that absolutely not and suppose want that you know with not being able to go to games and stuff like that you're looking for that bit more engagement aren't you and not saying that everyone's going to engage with like the fallout from these supporter meetings but it, it, it's something isn't it that's like keeping that relationship going between fans and you know the hierarchy and you mentioned the red and white army statement there as well what they I think were quite measured in their language but you could tell they, for me the way I interpreted it is that they weren't they weren't very happy in, in what they said in that statement. They said, in July, the, clo- the board asked for, in inverted commas, breathing space. That was four months ago, and the patience of a lot of fans is wearing thin. Many of our members are already pushing for supporters to act and once again display their feelings about how the club is being run. And they also said that we, like, you know, they, they were understanding of the fact that the club couldn't discuss these things. But the fact that they had, they said this themselves, have got a range of questions and topics to cover, like you were alluding to there as well, Richard. So why can't they talk about this? Like just talk about those other things. It does feel, it does make you just very sceptical, doesn't it? Yeah, and also they've kind of there's a bit of there's a bit of credit that they've, that they've built up. Um, I mean that, that that Parkinson's built up really with with the form that has been on, and usually the 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 mood of the fan base is reflected by what goes on on the pitch so it would have been an all right time you know it's not as if we've got pitchforks and we're, we're, we're kind of storming the stadium well. wait, asking for answers <laughs> um, I, I don't necessarily link what goes on the pitch to what goes off the pitch but I know a lot of fans kind of do let a lot of stuff fly if you know let a lot of stuff slide if, if, if we're winning games um, yeah. which is only natural but you know there's a bit of credit there the, the, I don't think they would have been given too rough a ride I wouldn't have thought that makes well, it even um, more like, like stupid for them just to cancel it completely, and then just put out this another statement that's an exclusivity thing because it just reminds everyone that this is still ongoing and it's still just clear as mud and it just annoys people. If they'd actually had just um, like a dialogue with the fans or with the supporters group, then maybe that just I don't know gives them that breathing space rather than shutting everyone out and they said oh. Oh, again, they're talking absolute nonsense again, and then essentially they've just made everyone hate. They've made everyone firstly remember that they're still there, and now realise, oh yeah, we ha- we hate you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean by saying that they're backed into a corner, though, because if they just had the meeting and said, "Look, we can't talk about this," everyone would have just gone, "Oh yeah." Aye, yeah. aye, period of exclusivity, aye. But like <laughs> by cancelling it, I think that makes people act, that that does just draw more attention to it. it. Makes people think, oh, well, it must be close now. So when it doesn't come off, as we all cynical, cynically think, and you know, fair enough, you're just going to be more frustrated now, aren't you? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what are the, what are position, they doing? They're in a position now where they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Um, but that's that's an entirely that's entirely of their own creation. Yeah. the words and the deeds over the last two two and a half years so so we are where we are and you know if they'd come out and had the meeting and red and white army had fed back on it and there would have been a little bit of consternation from the fans depending on the content 
it, it'd be the same kind of blowback they got from 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 cancelling it. So maybe that's where they're at at the moment. Is that well, we can't win, so why not? Why bother? Well, it it's is amazing how sorry. No, it's just amazing how just like no matter whatever they do, they still manage to pick the wrong thing to do. It's it's incredible. But this this takeover is like it's like when doctors turn up at uh, the British Soap Awards. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's just never going to happen. Like they're never going to win. Like, what's the point? But they're having a nice seen, night out. Have you seen like, the Joe Pasquale episode of of Doctors? No, I've never seen any just episode oh, of Doctors. Yes, I've heard about. No this. one has ever watched Doctors. No, like, no I can't one. believe you, never you haven't win. at least heard of this because it was like this, the story all over is, Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's a storyline that that the woman, the the patient. Um, has has a bit of a, a mental issue that everyone she sees is Joe Pasquale. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> this was a so real to, thing that happened. So to describe this, Joe Joe Pasquale starred in the episode and played multiple characters. Just like he was a he was a receptionist that walked in, and then he was like the husband. He walked in. <laughs> That's Do you think like someone Joe Pasquale? Like That's one of the great. writers for Doctors had clearly Absolutely been watching amazing. like. Being John Malkovich or something like that before, and was like, <laughs> "Right, we can replicate this. Who who can we get?" Then, like, how far down the list did That's they get so before? Quarter past squad. two on a Tuesday on BBC One. It's like it's all right. So no good. one's watching. We can write whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's got like loads of like sex scenes in it and like drug use and like really like horrible like foul language and stuff like that, but just nobody knows. Just like a <laughs> like a writer's room, just full of like tabs and lines of drugs. Just like <laughs> let's just. Yeah. I tell you what, right? I've got one. Joe Pasquale is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should get them to club together and buy the club. Sounds fantastic. I want to be in that writers' room. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, that was great. How did we get onto doctors from there? That was wonderful oh. work, Matthew. Fair play. This is this, see this this is why you're here for the takeover crack. You're saying <laughs> you've got it. nothing got nothing to contribute, and then you come out with that bit of gold. Well, Come I on. started it Absolute with George and ended it with doctors. <laughs> you started with George Reynolds and you went and we ended with Joe Pasquale. Um, no, I don't be gravestone, to be honest. <laughs> Matthew Keelan, loving <laughs> husband, son, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe if, in the future, father, father of Frank, the dog. Aye, uh, the dog guy. And lover of George Reynolds and Joe Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's ridiculous enough to segue onto the Fleetwood game in the our latest slice of action in the Papa John's Trophy. Mm. A very young side named by Phil Parkinson with the likes of Dan Neal, Elliot Embleton getting his first start in a while, uh, Patterson in goal. Only real senior players of note in the side with Aidan O'Brien, uh, George Dobb. Dobson, Jordan, Willis, off the top of my head. Um, how much are we reading into the defeat, though, lads? That's that's the main talking point. We we started really well in the game. You know, nice goal from McFadgian. Nice seeing carrying his good form, but going off injured. Really yeah. well, not funny, but you know, typical. And it seems to have split opinion in the aftermath. A bit like the Mansfield game did in a way, but for me, young players. You know, players like Josh Hawks getting their first run out for us, getting a nice bit of experience. Result didn't matter. It was a dead rubber. It's the Papa John's trophy. No one cares. I think I think a good first half from those young lads, that's you know, that's a positive enough, really, isn't it? I can't what? I like I can't like I struggle to believe that people are genuinely upset that we lost that game. <laughs> like, know, why would you care? Yeah. Nobody cares. 
In the like, words of Callum McFadgin, it's just a Papa John's trophy game, isn't it? It's just a hamstring injury, <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's a tournament that 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 is for for the B teams, so for the B teams, for the for the Premier League clubs. It's a development tournament for them. For for the League One and League Two teams, it's always been a little bit of a, a thorn in the side because you have to name a strong team, um, and it's always been this this tournament that's that's just been a little bit of a. a an inconvenience, and you're looking at the Villa game a couple of couple of months ago. We we read very little into that. We we'll probably read a little bit more into how they played against Fleetwood, just because it's teams on the same level. Um, but that said, that I'm I'm just not getting excited. I didn't get excited about you know the the, the run to the final two years ago until we were in Wembley. Even though I did get a tinfoil I mean, trophy, you made a trophy. Right? I was going to so, say, yeah, that, that was like, that was kind of like I'm not taking this seriously. I'm going to take a tinfoil trophy, um, and then I was gutted at the full time. <laughs> but you do, you get invested. You know, you if get you're sucked game, in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if there's a game going on in the park and you get invested in that, it's just just what happens, isn't it? So you don't take your tinfoil like, trophy down to the park, though, do you? <laughs> no, I no, take it when I watch uh, Hilton. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're they're going great guns at the moment. They are, uh, yeah. Hopefully, they're up for promotion if they if they accept it this time. Well, I was going to uh, say, so. yeah. <laughs> 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 well, he says, sorry, he says the, the the complete ridiculousness of this of this competition is they still haven't played the final from last year yet. Yeah, it's great. Well, I make a weekly Matthew, Matthew Keelan's on... been leading the campaign for that, haven't you? I yeah. have. I make a plea on a weekly basis on uh, <laughs> another podcast that uh, they, they have forgotten about it, and that I maintain that the EFL have forgotten that that game exists. Yeah, mm. this year's final will be like fun. a rollover. <laughs> well, we uh, pitched the idea, didn't we, Matt, of playing the finals in in the same day? Didn't yeah, we? the same day. Yeah, so the they same day. Yeah, and the winner has to stay on. As well, <laughs> exactly. I think that'd be great fun. Yeah. Great fun. We'd still they, lose this... to Portsmouth on penalties. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Carmel would still miss a penalty somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm but... coming back for one. Get off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I sacked again. <laughs> um, but going back onto the Fleetwood game, oh, yeah. the re- the reaction as oh. well seems to have been hilarious. Of... Oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah but because of these young kids playing, it was right. We we played well in that first half. It's all because of the likes of Elliot Emble and, and Dan Neal and you mm-hmm. know Josh Hall and, and Younger who, who you know hit the bar for example and made a contribution, and then you know we have these freak we have three three freak injuries which totally disrupt us. That's and, and you know with an inexperienced side that's going to disrupt you even more. Fleetwood, fair play at them, take advantage of that, and we lose two one. And somehow that's all the manager's fault is what I'm yeah. seeing from some people. It's like, well, yeah. no, if, if if those younger players, if you're crediting them for how well they've played, you've got to keep judging them on that same standard. And you can't just sort of have this l- kind of lazy narrative that you just want to be true. Like, they're young players, they're going to like not play brilliant like you know they're not young players coming through like Wayne Rooney at 16 who are already at that level these are young players playing at league one level they're going to have little dips even within games like and I guess it just goes back to the original point that you can't read too much into it and at best it's just experience for these kids isn't it yeah and it's also like you said Embleton there that's his first 90 minutes in well over a year and uh, 
this team has never like that that team that they put out probably has never played together ever before. Or like yeah, it's just the reaction to it's been just incredible really. A game yeah. that everyone said no one cared about beforehand, everyone suddenly did care about because I feel a lot of it's quite forced. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. It's just like it's and it's just like blaming the manager for like a youth team decimated by injuries losing to a Fleetwood team that didn't have to have forced three players off. It's like if you just wanna if you just wanna have a go at the manager, like no matter what the result. I mean, people were having a go at the manager when we beat Ipswich. Yep. And it's like, oh, it's boring. Oh, it's it's turgid football. Oh, just give it a rest, man. Yeah, and there are things that you can have a go at Parkinson for as well. Like, you can say, is he definitely the man to take us forward? Because, of you know, you, you can even draw on the start that he had here. And we've never really had the opportunity because of last season getting curtailed. <clears throat> you don't definitely know if Parkinson's going to put a consistent run of wins together because to be fair before we went into lockdown we lost to Bristol Rovers we had that game against Gillingham where we couldn't see out the win and conceded that last minute goal and even you know this season we've had that little dip against Portsmouth and Rochdale so it's been sort of not quite up and down that makes it sound a little bit too extreme but it's not like we've just ground out wins every single week even though we've had runs of doing that so I understand why people do get little bits of frustration now and again, but I don't know. I think I think like you say, Tom, there's there's ways of taking it out that are more. I don't want to say constructive because that makes it sound a bit fucking pretentious, but I think it's you can direct the anger a little bit a little bit better. Yeah, well, I mean, ha- I I've never been a fan of Parkinson. I still don't think he's a, a good manager, but for this level and like he has these major flaws of like. His substitutions are terrible, and then sometimes he'll set us up far too defensively. But these past two, like these two cup games aside, we were a point off the top of the league, uh, like the automatic promotion places with a game in hand. Yeah, the football's not great, but who cares? If like Bolton's football wasn't great and he got them out of the division, if we get out of the division, yeah, sack him immediately because he won't keep us in the championship. But then yeah. that links back to the ownership and whatever. And people saying, oh, we should get rid of him. It's like you're living in a dream world, really. He's got a two-year contract. We have no money. And the candidates out there would just be, well, it'd just be the same. It'd be pretty much the same. Like, you know, like people like the Cowley brothers, Paul well, Cook. Paul, Bob, Paul Cook. Yeah, yeah like Paul Cook. It'd but be the same. It's not, it's, it's not going to be sexy football with Paul nah, Cook coming in, is nah. it? Nah. And again, like Paul Cook, what if when you do get promoted? Well, what do you do then? Because Paul Cook's been re- like he took Wigan down. I know <coughs> under circumstances last season, but I think he took them down before. Did he? Am I right in that he took them down the first time? Possibly. Power and I don't Possibly. know anywhere. But he's just a man. He's very much a League One manager. Yeah. Like yeah. he's just he's this level. Like if you're gonna have a go at Parkinson, have a go at Parkinson. Have a go at him for playing. Uh, three centre halves when we didn't need to on Tuesday night. Have a go at him for that. Like mm. have a go at him for. Yeah. I don't know. He sub- don't have a go at him. Don't make hilariously make up that he told them to be shit in the second half at half time. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's because it's not ridiculous. funny, and it's just lazy. Like he, what did he say at half time? Oh well, basically he in in the half time team talk he said, "Oh, can you go out and lose the second half, please?" That that's obviously what happened. 
<laughs> let's not let's not for, let's not forget though we actually had a manager in this division where we would play we would play terribly in the second half yeah. like under Parkinson yes it's not sexy football far from it but we tend to grind out the win and you know keep other teams at bay I know like the clean sheets haven't been as we haven't had as many of them recently as we had in the early games of the season. <clears throat> but we are still effective, aren't we? So, sorry, Richard, I think I interrupted you there before. Um, no, I don't think you did. Oh, sorry, I thought <laughs> I was right, well, We should have been. I, I if you have, I've forgotten you, my point. He was just, <laughs> was just was thinking about like, Joe Pasquale. I was going to say... I've just seen like four Joe Pasquales on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, going to say... Um, it, I think at the minute under Parkinson, just touching on like second half performances, if we're going in at half time level, you're like, yeah, fine, great, because we'll win 2 0 in the second half. Whereas yeah. like under Jack Ross, it was like, if we were going in at half well, half time, only 1 0 up. It's like, oh no, like, we're yeah. probably going to draw this 1 1. We we had that spell on top and we didn't take you don't feel that under Parkinson. No, you feel it hasn't, hasn't arrived at half. Well, we tend to have I think a, we're a reasonable giving Parkinson start. way too much credit. Well, I think that he could he could influence then, in such a negative way at time to, yeah. to create. Look who's opened his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's always like, I mean, when we lose under Parkinson, it looks like so awful. Yeah, and you you know when you know when you're at one of those games that it's coming like that. But then, as you say, like there's not we don't really have those like collapses that we had under Jack Ross. And yeah, it might be. Well, I tell you what, I've seen worse football. I've seen us play much worse football than what we're playing at the moment. And it's just like he, he's only got the you know he's only got the players to work with. He's had no money, and it's like it's like what more do you people want? Yeah, I think I think that's a good point as well, Tom. Like it's not like when we first came down. I know, like to be fair to Jack Ross, he did have to pull together a squad and, you know, there's those stories about they couldn't even make up five-a-side mm. games and stuff like that. But that is when, you know, look at the money that we spent on Will Grigg and we had better younger players then even with the likes of Josh Madger. And even Honeyman would still get in the side now, to be fair. But that's when, you know, the money we spent on Charlie White, the money we spent on Lugo Nine, even the fucking money we spent on George Dobson the following summer... Parkinson's not really had that to work with, like Jack Ross has. I know that work in you know the terms that we're used to, but since being recently in the Premier League, but in League One standards, they're big amounts of money if you're paying like half a million, three quarters of a million quid for a player, isn't it? So, well, yeah, it's not like Parkinson's been throwing money about. No, it's like Charlie White. People forget Charlie White was a million pounds. It's like, and we haven't spent that money, prob- well, bar Will Grigg, we haven't spent anywhere near that amount of money since. Maybe because we don't have any, but like... Because um, <laughs> we spent it on Will Grigg. Because we spent it on Charlie White. <laughs> Charlie White and Will Grigg were five million combined. And it's like, I mean, Charlie White, White looks great now. I mean, that hair transplant is absolutely fantastic, I must well, say. It's done it, hasn't it? Like, it, you know, if you're a struggling footballer, get yourself over to Turkey, get a hair I, transplant, or some new teeth. That's a new thing that people are doing at the minute. I don't want to pat In myself. Turkey as well. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but when uh, when we played Wimbledon a couple of seasons, uh, t- last season, it, feel, it must have been last season, I said, Will Griggs, should go and get yourself a hair transplant, and then he becomes funny, and then he becomes good. And that happens to Charlie White. Just there saying. You go. Did you Just say saying. that on a pod or like? Yes, it was. It was on a pod. Oh, it was on a so, pod. Also, there's evidence of this. It was on that kind of podcast. 
It was the Carnage podcast in Quinn's bar where we were just shouting at each other. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. the bank holiday <laughs> game. Oh, yeah. That's Isn't that enough. every yeah. reaction pod? Like, <laughs> when, yeah. when we could do reaction yeah. pods in pubs. In the yeah. good old days. Yeah. The before oh, times. I remember that. Yeah, that Can is that get? The TFI Friday pods or but you know this vaccine, maybe they'll be back before we know it. Um before we go to the break, does anyone have anything they want as Fleetwood, takeover news, anything like that? No. They need to pack that goal music in. No, they don't. No, Fleetwood. No, 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 no. It's we need to stop it's so good. goals to them. It's good. <laughs> No, nothing was funnier than at watching our promote like automatic promotion hopes die with that yeah. playing in the background. <laughs> so funny, like bald fat men fuming while the fucking Captain Pugwash <laughs> music plays. Like that's, so good. That's like a fever dream. It was so funny, especially yeah. when you watch that back on the last season of Sunderland Till I Die. Because for all like the second series had its faults for not really capturing the mood of the fans. That <laughs> game, it actually does because it shows the fans coming out of the ground like, you can fucking sack him now! <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> seconds ago, mate, you were just listening to diddle-it-it, <laughs> Like while your face was like, while you were red in the face. So funny, so funny. Uh, while, well, while you go and listen to that and maybe watch those... Uh, highlights back from that fateful night at, at Highbury as well, isn't it? Uh, Fleetwood's ground. Oh, yeah. uh, not that Highbury. The, the shit Highbury that we have to play at now. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to actually look ahead to the game against MK Dons. I'm Kevin Kyle and you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we get into the second half of the podcast and look ahead to the game against MK Dons, we'd just like to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use the discount code WMS10. That will get you 10% off all of your lovely T-shirts, your polo shirts, your sweatshirts, any kind of shirts you could dream of and get yourself some lovely jumpers and the new Mowbray jacket, which has just launched as well. Christmas is around the corner, so treat the match-going football fan to some lovely terrace gear. We'll be able to hopefully go to games again in the new year, in the springtime. Let's cross our fingers for the vaccine so we need to get kitted out for when we can all look sexy on the stands again. So that's from the terraces.co.uk. Use the discount code WMS10. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look at MK Dons, we've got breaking news, everyone. We actually get to like have live breaking news on the pod. Uh, well, the breaking news is it looks like a rescue package has been agreed for the EFM. Um, we're not going to talk about this in any detail or any seriousness because we've all we've gone. Um, but yeah, uh, financial it's not as support exciting package. As it could be though. It's, it's been agreed in principle. Um, yeah, fifty million quid, leagues one and two, cover gate losses um, for nineteen twenty 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 one. Means we can pay Will Grigg more money to sit on the bench, warm up, and then not come on. Basically, like you say, Tom, boring, isn't it? Although this this does uh, this might make sense if it ties in with the ownership binning off that um, that talk, maybe. Maybe they knew this was coming and they needed to do this instead. I don't know. We're playing just making things up but yeah I think that's a stretch but I like it I like you thinking nonetheless <laughs> did anyone else know that Cameron Jerome plays for MK Dons nice. no I was I wondering nice. where he played I yeah. think about him often I just two goals for him 
this season. And did anyone know Richard Keogh also plays for MK Dons? Uh, well, wow. only one more club for him to get to before he arrives here. <laughs> yeah, you would think. Um, knee injury for him, though, so he's not playing. Oh. He's uh, he's crashed out of the team this week. Nice. Um, <laughs> well, nice. Not nice, really, is it? A uh, bit of crack on MK Dons. They've got the second worst away form in the league, so that's something nice for us. Um, but they are unbeaten in their last three games. Whoa. <sighs> and that's that's about all I've got on MK Dons, lads. I have, you know, very much the just a man of clubs, Who, aren't they? Who's the manager now? Um, I don't know, it was Carl Robinson, but he's obviously um, at Oxford now, Is he isn't dead? He? Is it Sam it, Ricketts? Um, I yeah, don't know. Maybe. I don't really actually I care. don't care either. I don't know, I'm just trying to make it conversation. Is, it is a man called Russell Martin. Russell I Martin is in the, Martin. the former Derby coach. I, th- I thought he played for... Um, Isn't he that... Dark? He was that uh, Norwich centre-back or left-back... Something. Yes, he did. Played for Norwich for a long time. Who am yeah. I thinking of? I'm thinking of Chris Martin. He played for Derby, didn't he? That's he plays for Bristol City now. He plays for oh. Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone want a Coldplay pun before we move on there? Uh, yeah, on. Go, go for it. No, I'm saying, does anyone? I'm surprised Mark oh, right. Richards, you know, usually love a pun. I've got a couple. It's between X and Y, but. Ah, fantastic. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, MK Dons, how are we feeling about this game? They're not very good. We could go, we could go above Ipswich. We could go second because Ipswich aren't playing this weekend. I think we could go up to second. Let's just say yes. Um, yeah. International call-ups, obviously, for this. <laughs> Flan- no <laughs> Tom Flanagan, no Conor McLaughlin. Would anyone ditch the back three for this game due to the call-ups? Because we're going to have to play well, Luke nine at centre-half. Like, you know, it's going to mm. be right, Sanders, because Willis probably isn't fit, didn't look particularly fit on Tuesday. So, I think rather than crowbar a back three, why not just go for a flat back four, four two three one, four three three, something like that? I maybe. agree with that. Yeah, maybe, but he's not going to. He'll stick to that formation. No, um, but like Milton Keynes are going to be rubbish. So, like it, it's, yeah, it shouldn't yeah, matter. Yeah. So they, I don't see the need to play Jordan Willis. Really, judging by I didn't see it on Tuesday night, but judging. Judging by people's comments, he, he looked nowhere near fit, did he? So and it's just, just risking uh, him further. Yeah, it's just is... risking him. Like he could end up, especially like with the, he could end up being injured, actually injured for longer. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just seems daft playing him. But then again, he, he I'd like to think that playing him on Tuesday was sort of a a test to see yeah, how fit. Because yeah. you'd rather he played on Tuesday night and looked uncomfortable than play. Mm in a league game and look awful and have to come off after 10 minutes anyway yeah because it's going to be at a higher intensity even though Milton Keynes will be bad they will actually it is a real game so yeah so who who have we got fitted like well so it's obviously going to be Bailey Wright Dion Sanderson and then it'll have to be Luke O'Neill unless he brings one of the youngsters in well they're all injured and that'll well (laughs) yeah they're all falling to bits as well but that'll mean obviously you've got Jack Diamond then would probably be playing at right wing back and obviously Hume at left back, although he was out of the Mansfield game entirely, mm. wasn't he, with a bit of a knock, so I'm not well, sure if he's fully fit. Hang on, Luke nine. Isn't Sorry? Low Nine injured as well? Didn't he have well, a knock? He, yeah, that that injury that sounded quite serious, but the said like wasn't medial, serious. He's medial ligament, yeah, which tends this to is mean why you can't play really, for ages. 
it's really unhelpful when Parkinson doesn't do his press conference on a Thursday <laughs> before we record yeah. the pod because then you've <laughs> got all this stuff ready. So then yeah. he does it on Friday and just rubbishes everything you've said. Mm. The only thing I would think against going a back to a back four is a back three does suit the fullbacks. Obviously, Hume is more of a wing back. He's better going forward. Mm. I don't think he's terrible defensively. I do think he gets a bit of a hard time for that. But he's better going forward than he is defensively. And those be, being able to start that little bit higher up, make those runs from deep benefit him. Jack Diamond, similarly as well. We've seen how he likes to, you know, be starting the Mansfield game. He was good at running with the ball. So on that basis, I can see why I would want to stick with that formation. But if you don't have the best personnel for it, you do have to adapt, don't you? And a back four might not be the worst idea in the world. If he sticks to a back three, though, we might be able to see another appearance of another excellently named um, player on our books of Vinnie Steels. <laughs> I mean, Vinnie I, Steels. Think, I mean, come on, like Jack Diamond and Vinnie Steels. That's like a you know a cop duo. That's great, Diamond and yeah, Steels. Yeah. Come on, that's good. Which is Diamond the good cop? Which is the bad cop? Uh, well, Both Diamond's bad. the good one. But Steels, obviously, he's the uh, the muscle of the group. Can't believe you burnt me drawings. <laughs> yes, nice, Great. nice. Fantastic. Imagine calling uh, you like being eighteen and being called Vinny. Just like I don't know. It's coming it, back it, in that name now. I've heard of like like acquaintances like having kids and calling them like Vin Vincent. It's those older names coming back round, isn't it? Right. Mm. Fashionable now. I like it. Hipstery, like it. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Agree. Why don't you change your name to, to Vinny, Tom? You could do I that. can't. I can't. Yeah, I couldn't pull off. Vinnie Walsh. I think uh, Vinnie Walsh sounds quite good. I know, but look at that. look at me. <laughs> if I went, sound like to, you're in a firm. Yeah, if I went up to someone, it's like, oh, Vinnie Walsh on paper sounds like a really hard name. Then I turn up. <laughs> All right, lads. Just <laughs> yeah, I think I'd, you know it's it's quite cool as well, though, Tom. Like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be a hard name. I think you're being too hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah, never mind a hard name. <laughs> um, what about, speaking of people being hard on people, actually, Max Power, would we have him starting? He's been getting a bit of grief recently, is very much out of form, but no midfield options. It's only really at the minute, Ledbetter, Scorn, Power. I wouldn't, you know, not biggest fan of George Dobson, so I wouldn't be bringing him in, certainly not starting. Lyndon Gooch maybe in the middle of midfield. I, I don't know. Like Power is probably going to have to play, isn't he? And we need. A, he, he does need a performance, doesn't he? Yeah. And Personally, I'd rather have uh, an out of form. Sorry, sorry, Matt. No, it's fine. No. Um, I'd rather have an out of form Power than uh, than than Dobson. I agree. Um, That's what I was going to say. So yeah. Well, people Thanks. are shouting for Dan Neal to come in. No. As well, just no. Like why? Why are they shouting for that? Because he's got loads of passion. Chuck but, the kids but in, he, he's, but he's, yeah. yeah, but he he played like he played a preseason game against Harrogate. We don't need to go over this again because he shouldn't play. No, no. Um, out of the kids, if any of them are going to start for me, Embleton. Yeah. I know, like, yeah, yeah. probably won in a league game. Probably won have ninety minutes in him, especially playing ninety minutes during the week. But he looked bright coming on against Mansfield. He does have a bit of experience in the first team from you know the beginning of last season before he got his injury I think you know I've seen far worse players in this league than him like I I, I wouldn't be particularly worried and I guess Chris Maguire is a bit out of form as well could he maybe occupy one of those wider roles you know him and Gooch sort of just behind Charlie Wyke something like that on the the wings I don't think would be against against MK Dons as well 
Yeah, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against chucking him in. Um, he's one of these players that I really want it to work for him because there was glimpses um, like last season, especially when we played um, like Sheffield United and Burnley, and he looked really, really bright. And it's, it was a real. It's been a real shame that he's had these string of injuries, and you don't want him to end up being like. Um, like a Duncan Watmore, for say, his, in- his yeah, career yeah, just knackered yeah. by injuries. Um, and hopefully he gets a nice, a good run of, essentially just stay fit, keep playing games. Because yeah. I reckon he, he he would be good for this league. And it's another option when someone like Maguire is either injured, suspended, or just out of form because, he, like you say, he can occupy that space. Yeah, and Maguire off the bench isn't like a bad yeah, thing either. Like having having something like that up your sleeve, I think Embleton will certainly be in the squad. And, and obviously, it's the boy, it's the boy Chaz up front, <laughs> going to continue his fine league form, isn't he? See mm. off of these little MK on slugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? With that flo- yeah, those flowing locks, <laughs> just just scything through defenders. Yeah. Oh, lovely! Hope so. And Lyndon Gooch as well, coming off the high of winning uh, Frankie's Frankie and Danny Collins' quiz on the official club pod recently, Ooh, he'll be right. raring yeah. to go because of that. <laughs> Sensational, that. <laughs> Any more lineup shouts before we move on to predictions, lads? Uh, no. I, just, I want to say something about Dan Neil. Uh, makes it sound like I'm about to make some kind of big <laughs> grandiose statement. He's just incredibly green, isn't he? And he's like, I don't know why there's this clamour. I know there's, he's full of potential, but. He's not played that much first-team football, like, anywhere. He's 18 years old. He, ne- he needs to go out and loan. Yeah, correct. The likes of Embleton and Jack Diamond are a lot closer to the first team. But even then, they're still quite far away from, from nailing down a regular role. I think it if, if, if Neil could get a, a move to a conference club for, for the rest of the season or, or, or a couple of months, just, just, to, just to find out what it's like to, to play that kind of football against... against you know, just men who have mortgages to pay. Um, <laughs> it's the old, it's the old cliche, but it is. A, it's a different ball game to academy football. He really needs to get that grounding. Well, uh, Diamond did it. Diamond did it last exactly, season. Yeah. It seems to have done him the world of good. So, just, mm-hmm. it's it's exactly. the obvious step. Like we've got sort of enough in that in that area to, like we're not. It would be nice for him to get minutes in. Like we're we're out of the FA Cup. We're out of the league the league cup. So like. What, he's not really going to get minutes. You can't just chuck him in to to games. With it's just not the right thing to do. It, it's not like we don't have any players, and it's it'll stunt. He chuck him in, and he has a bad. He has a bad couple of league games. That's going to set him back far more than sending him out on loan to York. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. completely. Because also, like, if it'd be like any young player, if he has a few bad games. Then he's gone from this golden boy to being ah, oh, he's ah, oh, he's depth. We, sh- we yeah. should loan him out. Blah blah blah. It's like mm. we should have taken very care of him. Blah blah. It's just like the lad's like you know damned if he damned if he does damned if he didn't. It's like the only thing he could do is like come in and just be incredible. But if he was incredible, we would have sold him to Man United or like <laughs> Liverpool yeah. for about five p. So yeah. it's like ten grand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get. I understand the clamour. I understand it because it's always great when you have you find this academy, academy gem and they're brilliant from straight away. But he's probably not. He's probably not this guy. Well, he might not. 
Well, is he going to feature? Is he going to score? What's our score predictions, lads, for this fixture against MK Dons? Obviously, a win is going to leapfrog us above teams like Ipswich. A home game like this as well, you've got to be winning them, especially given the way we started the season. Richard, I'm going to come to you first because you're on my you're the, on my big screen right now, so you get oh, to go great. first. What are you saying for this I've one? Been making noises because must be yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's the way it works, isn't it? Um, so yeah, what are you saying for this? I'm going to take a 2-0. A workman-like 2-0. Yeah, nice 2-0. In, out on the M1. <laughs> Great. Very like Dar way of putting it as well, with like reference to a road. I like that a lot. C- correct, the correct road as well. <laughs> Not the A1. Not the A1. Mm. Depends which way you go, I suppose. Yeah. It's <laughs> that bit of the M1 are, that's got like the horrible... There's the roadworks just, just north of Northampton that are a bit yeah. of a bugger at the moment. So, Although yeah. there's that on the A1 as well. But that's if yeah. you... Anyway, um, Tom, what are you saying? The score prediction. What's your favourite road? Oh, my favourite... Oh, we're getting on to my favourite road. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know we we're going to be doing our favourite rows. What a what a oh, day! Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. day! Um, well, I'm, t- I'm thinking of my favourite road. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, we're going to win three uh, nil. Dan Neil hat trick. Agree, agree strongly. What's your favourite road? Uh, my favourite. I've got two actually. It's either the uh, the M six two one just off when you come off when you're going towards Leeds and you. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's a good road. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the M uh, or the M six o two on the approach to Manchester. Uh, just is it the M six o two? Yeah, it is. M six M six two one. When you come, That's when you you, c- you come off and you dip down into you go over a hill and you can see like all yeah. of Leeds skyline. And it's, oh yes, yeah, yeah, it's good. That is nice. That's yeah. a good road. I'm like I'm taking this far too seriously. Uh, Matthew, <laughs> I want your score prediction, and I also want a favourite road as well. Uh, five nil. To Any goal scorers there? Yeah, Can't have no, Connor no, Mack this none. week. Uh, Wyke with two. Uh, Kevin Hall. Embleton with. With two and Georgie Kinkladzi wrapping it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favourite road is Main Road. Nice, oh, nice. Exquisite, exquisite. Um, I'm going to echo Rick. Rick's prediction of just a workmanlike Bosch clean 2 0 win. And a favourite road. Do you know what, Rick? I'm going to say the A1. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan. Prefer it over the, over yeah. the M1. Lovely, lovely bit you. of business. Can't blame you. Um, <laughs> let's get some listener questions before we go. We oh, yes, tweet good. this morning and got some lovely answers. There's, well, Should I'm, make, I'm make most of this, this because, one from... um, because there won't be any listener questions next week because there will be no listeners left. No, absolutely yeah. not. I know we're going a bit longer than we usually do as well, so let's rattle through some of these. Um, Andrew Ferguson, friend friend of the show and your best man i believe matt your way andrew i've never heard of him <laughs> he's asked us what our favorite whatsapp sticker is <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <my yeah>. God. <laughs> just just thought i'd throw you all off with that one um obviously uh, people I'm, I'm presuming listeners will be aware of like whatsapp stickers my, everyone uses them now my, everyone's got their own personal ones don't they my yeah but my favorite whatsapp sticker is Stick of Gary Foster that we've put through face app and he has a big cheesy grin. 
Uh, got a lot. We've got about thirty Gary Foster stickers. To be fair, so yeah. I can't. I can't choose my favorite. That's a whole category in itself. Mine's the. Um, I've got one of that when Neil Warnock was Cardiff manager, uh, hands yeah. on head. I use that quite a lot. That's my. Tom, favorite. what's your T- favorite WhatsApp sticker? Uh, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> um, contrary to popular belief, my uh, favorite WhatsApp sticker is uh, when Mr. Bean <laughs> draw a, a, a face on Whistler's mother. Uh, oh, nice! That is good. Oh, I'm and in if you want, one. And if you want the real answer, uh, DM me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to start. Oh, WhatsApp things like that. Uh, Richard, quickly, favorite WhatsApp sticker. Um, mine's of Oliver Reed when he goes on uh, Terry Wogan's show in the <laughs> early nineties when he's had way too much to drink and he does an impromptu dance um, led by the orchestra. So it's that one. That is really good. It hasn't, hasn't caught on yet in the group chat. It's a good yeah. like pint. On you, isn't it? Until it does. Pint vibe sticker. That yeah, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep on the theme of the silly questions. I've got one here from Lee at Lee underscore B six six. Out of all the WMS regulars, who'd win in a Hell in a Cell match? Well, it's Ooh. not me. I think we all know the answer to that. It's not me. Get- I've got a fake hip. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, Rick's Rick's retired. Well, it's either Stephen or Gary Foster. Yeah, I was thinking it's, it's Stephen versus Gary, isn't it? That's right. like yeah, yeah, Steven, TLC match in the Hell in a Cell. So you got your um, your garden furniture, and then you yeah. got your ladders, <laughs> and then you got you know, Christ. Stephen's brother bringing in the ladder. Yes, as well. yes. <laughs> like Bubba Ray Dudley. My God, that's Paul Goldsmith's music. <laughs> <laughs> He's just running down with a ladder from his, from his great, throwing it to Stephen as he Paul, get Gary the Foster tables! <laughs> Grace. Uh, GB at Sniff91 asks. Great, at Sniff! Yeah, I wonder what he does on a weird is. Oh, um, which players do you think have and haven't had a pink slice on match day and why? Well, who's out of form at the minute? They're obviously nice. having pink slices, aren't they? Uh, yeah. uh, well, probably Max Power. He's probably getting one from Fausto, pretty much, isn't he? Well, yeah. Luke O Nine has a pink <laughs> slice for his breakfast every morning. So oh, I yeah, saw Luke O Nine at a coffee establishment yesterday, and he was ordering a Philly cheesesteak. There's a bit of exclusive behind-the-scenes content for you there. Wow, there you are. See, if he'd yeah. done that after a defeat, everyone would be slagging him off on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I could have. I could have papped him as well. Oh, yeah. He? Been one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah agree. Been a been a bad man. <laughs> um, we've got one here from David at Snakefinger nine nine. There's like Tommy Dick rot? fingers. <laughs> 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 Give him a Burnley Wallace. Would you rather use Charlie Wyke as a draft excluder or a court hanger? Harsh on Charlie Wyke, given his oh, he's been good this be season. A court hanger, be a rubbish court hanger. Yeah, yeah. truly, it's draft excluder. Draft, isn't draft it? excluder. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't use Lee Burge as one of them, like. Nah, no. Or Remy Matthews. No, oh, absolutely God. not. Uh, got one here from Hazy at SAFC No One. If you could have anyone in the world on the pod, who would each of you choose? Well, it wouldn't be Kevin Ball, because he would now kill us. Um, <laughs> so that rules him out. But anyone else? Got anyone they want to offer as a dream guest? Uh, uh, either. <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey or Alex Jones? Nice, good shouts. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if we've got, 
Alex Jones off the one show. <laughs> the other one. The other one. The other one. <laughs> what who takes the brain pills? I'm surprised yeah. you didn't say Connor Mack. To be fair, there, Matthew. I'm a bit. Uh, yeah, but that's realistic, though. Like with us being friends, like we could just do that at any time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Keith Cowden asks, uh, what, "How would you Thursday? Who would you have on?" Rory. Who would I have on? Yeah. Um, oh, good question. I didn't really think about it. Um, I would have Santiago Virgini and just do a special <laughs> on the yeah, end defeat against Southampton. Just asking about that goal for like 45 minutes. That'd be great. Yeah. Why not? Can you stop talking about the goal? Yeah. Anyway, about the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, what were you actually trying to do? <laughs> asking about that time where he like flicked the ball over Eden Hazard's head as well. That was yeah. He could, he will each start and tell you about that. that. And then you'd go, yeah, but the own goal. But what you really remembered for, Santiago, <laughs> is the own goal. Um, but Keith Cowden asks us, Matthew, how are the two Thursday podcast presenters handling, handling their celebrity status? Well, it's Just been difficult. It has, um, it has been difficult. Maintaining you know, the social distancing with all of the, the people all the selfies. selfies and that, I know, and yeah. I saw Luke 9 yesterday, came over asking me for a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it was awkward. That's <laughs> 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 nah, a bit of fun before the Dars get angry. Um, we had a lot of questions about takeover as well. I'm not before. interested. Boring. Yeah, we've discussed that. I uh, even we'll said. On, we'll end on this one from Peter Stamp uh, at PW Stamp. <laughs> Funny <laughs> Sunderland chance. He's laughing at his name. Oh, he's a, he's a regular tweeter to, to the pod. Uh, Peter, yeah, I think he's been to live shows as well. I'm going to give him friend of the pod status. There you go, Peter. Uh, Funny Sunderland chance. He offers walking up to a Pompey away game decades ago. My garden shed is bigger than this morphed into Andy Reid is bigger than this mm-hmm. which is which is a lovely bit of business any any other funny Sunderland chance to offer there lads yeah the uh, uh, Daryl Murphy one to paparazzi was uh, yeah, that, that was, was good that was nice great uh, I always enjoyed my garden shed when we are in like a huge stadium like Old Trafford or like, <laughs> or like Wembley and someone would pipe up with my garden shed as big as, I always enjoyed the, the, the irony of that nice nice Tom I, I re- got one yeah I really enjoyed the uh, Simon Mignolet song to the In the Jungle uh, Lion yeah, that was King. good. That, that, was that was very good. I think there was, was a, there good. was a good one at um, South End away as well, um, which I think went Keith Andrews is a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you start that by any chance, Matthew? Uh, well, oh, I couldn't possibly comment. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was Peter no, Beasley that started it was, the chat by It was in the uh, um, in the gantry next to us. So, yeah, so. <laughs> I'm going to offer up because Peter uh, Peter's tweet reminders of this was at Derby County away. I think it must have been all seven away. Um, when Andy Reid had just signed for us, actually, um, people singing. Andy Reid plays left wing. He loves McDonald's and Burger King. Mm-hmm. Yes, quite, yeah, quite, yeah. quite nice, nice, nice bit of business there, wasn't it? Mm. So on that note, hopefully it's three points for the lads on Saturday against MK Dons. Hopefully we absolutely see off those little slugs, and we'll be back on Saturday. If you haven't had enough of us, we'll be back on Saturday to react to that game. Don't you worry. And then if you have had very much enough of us, don't worry, Gareth and Steve even a back on Monday to look, in, to look back at that game in a little bit more sensible detail. As ever, thank you for listening.